Ryan, Trista, and Nick are back on BetMGM tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. You know, maybe we spoke too soon. It's 6-5 now. Braves over the Phillies. It was 6-1 at one point. Yeesh. Phillies on the money line, plus 475, anyone? Dabble? No, I'm Maybe. good. I'm no? Good. Bottom of the eighth, it's only a one-run game. Hey, man, that would be the only way that I would bet it. If I was going to bet it, I would probably uh, only take that side. But I, I'm i good with my one bet. We're not looking great. We're you down 2-1. Sure you sure you want to catch up a little bit here? Yeah, no. Come on. No. no Just think about no. last night when you decided to go back into you know, National Harbor. And, That's a bad choice. I, I I know, so you can make up for it by making a great choice tonight. I think the Phillies are going to... No, I, no, I'll stick with the Braves. No baseball for me. Ever I, again. You please. keep yeah. saying this. Back next summer. Yeah. No next baseball. Next summer, yeah. What? No baseball. No baseball. We're going to be focused on the, uh, the NIL Olympics. money coming through. We'll the have the Olympics. Portal. Oh, hell yeah. Olympics the Olympics will be, will next be great, year. actually. Yeah, I do like betting the Olympics. I love watching baseball. I'm just, uh, you know, I'm not a big, like, hey, there's 162 games. Let's let's bet the Pirates on a Wednesday. Let's bet home run props. Let's bet K props. Let's bet total bases props. It's massively frustrating. Because I just think that that's how you uh, lose. Reds are two back at from a wild card spot. They're actually tied up with the Tigers now, uh, five five. They're plus one forty on the money line. So, uh, yeah, th- that that NL wild card race is really going to come down to I think the like the last week of the regular season. So this has actually been a really good baseball season. Like I know, oh, yeah. betting on it's been a pain in the ass at times, but that's always how baseball is. There have been a lot of interesting storylines. You've had some really really good teams. All these young teams, whether it was the Reds for a while, who were obviously still in the wild card race. Seeing what the Orioles have done, seeing what Tampa's done again this year. The Yankees completely falling off of a cliff. Like the Mets doing the same thing. They're the, the Dodgers going from eh, I don't know. They may need to make a move of the deadline to oh my god, the Dodgers may never lose again. Yeah, and that's kind of why we can't overreact in baseball. Yeah. It's just way too long. And a team in the first 25 games may look incredible mm-hmm. or may look terrible. And then you end the season and you forget even thinking that. That's how long the season mm-hmm. is. I didn't even remember until recently when I was like, wow, the uh, Pirates actually might be good. And it's like, no, they, they're Just not, kidding. They're not, not yet. Good. So, yeah, I mean, it's really hard to know outside of the teams that you know a lot about. But even they can underperform, like the Padres. Yeah, it was a weird year of baseball, too, it was. right? Like, I mean, Shohei Otani was so damn good, per usual. And then you had the Angels die, per usual. And yep. yet they held on to him, and now they're going to get nothing in return. You had teams like the Padres, who we had big expectations for. If you're in New York, obviously big expectations for the Mets. And you kind of knew, like even going into the summer, though, I mean, just injury after injury. Them and the Yankees were just so beat up this year. A's, Oakland loses their baseball team. It really was a weird year. Baltimore's for real. Um, like you said, Cincinnati might not be their year this year, but they're only probably a year away, and they're going to spend some money maybe this offseason. It's hard to say. You never know in baseball. Definitely because... not spending money, but they're they're <laughs> definitely going to continue to grow. Yeah. I mean, spend money meaning like they have their young core. Right. Like they could they could add some bullpen arms. Sure, they sure, They could add sure, a pitcher sure. or two if they need. I, I mean, we got to see what free agency ends up looking like. The only thing I really care about as far as the offseason is where Otani ends up. You or know? Mike Trout gets traded, right? Yeah. Well, if Otani goes, then Trout probably goes or no? They Who said knows? they would. Tra- the report was they would trade him if he asked for a trade. He won't. I just don't think he's going to ask for a he's trade. He's the Damian Lillard of baseball. He, he, he should I mean, ask for a trade, but he won't. If know? he wants to win, he asks for a trade. If he wants to just continue the lifestyle he's got, and I understand that, okay. And he stays where he is. Southern California, not bad. Making a lot of money. Okay. There's not a lot of 
pressure or expectations for that team to win, we'll just never see Mike Trout in the playoffs ever. The way that baseball works, they'll probably end up losing Otani for nothing, trading away Mark, Mike Trout, Mark Trout, Mike Trout, and then winning a World Series in like two years. <laughs> you know, because that's just the way that it goes. Like when Albert Pujols leaves the Cardinals, he's the best player in baseball at the time, goes to the Angels, Cardinals are in the World Series the next year. Bryce Harper doesn't get the bag in Washington. Instead, Juan Soto at, what, 20, 21 years old, he wasn't even able to drink yet legally, and he's World Series MVP, and mm-hmm. they win with pitching. So baseball's just so weird, man, you know? It's so hard to predict, um, other than predicting that, you know, the Dodgers are going to win 100 games and the Braves are going to be really good. There's Everything else is kind of tough now. And th- these young teams, with the, with the fact that they can, like, it's funny, when you talk about the Angels getting, you know, no- nothing for Shohei Otani now, and then, like, what would they have gotten if they had traded Mike Trout and Shohei Otani at the deadline? Probably like 30 prospects. I mean, literally. you want to talk about an organization that's generally cheap, although they weren't cheap with you know Mike Trout and what they paid him, obviously, and we'll see what they offer Shohei Otani. But good God, they could have had so many young prospects where that's how you look at it and go, they're mm-hmm. the Orioles in a couple of years. Yeah, and that's what baseball is all about, man. Like, if you could stock those prospects, you know what I mean? Like, then the rebuild. Even look at the Nationals right now. I mean, they... They actually look pretty fun. Yeah, they, they were are. fun. They were a fun, competitive team. People are going to the ballpark once again. And you lose a guy like Juan Soto. That's the thing. Like, it's so hard. If you're in Los Angeles, I mean, the Dodgers are never bad. So that's a bad example. Right. But the Yankees, even when the Yankees are bad, even when the Red Sox are bad, even when the Mets are bad, people go. They do. People care. You know what I mean? And it's not like that, though, in Washington. Even, Even the Cubs. Like, Wrigley's always packed in the summer when it's nice out. It's a big party environment. When you get into September and you got those cold or early on in the season, cold, rainy, crappy games, nobody's there. The Tampa Bay Rays, every year, they win 85, 90 games. Nobody cares. Yeah, at worst, they're a wild card team. Nobody cares. Mm-hmm. But these big markets, people care. So, yeah. Well, except Los Angeles. If you don't have if you don't have stars, there's a lot of other things to do. Yeah, we don't know because, like, the Dodgers have never been bad. Not not while I've been alive. Even when they're bad, yeah. they're not bad enough. Not bad you know? enough. Yeah. Well, they've they, got they the money, they, so they, they just... never they never have like an Arizona or like. Well, that's a bad example. They're making the postseason this year, but like a Pittsburgh type season. Yeah, I mean, it's when you have all that money, you just and no salary cap, you pretty much just go in and you buy whoever the hell you want. And I, I don't blame them at all. All right, we talked about it being maybe a little bit of a weaker college football slate when it comes to interesting games. But that doesn't mean there aren't quite a few that we can find some value in and bet on. Time to paint the face and listen up. Class is in session at Horvat U. Oh, yeah. I'll be honest, they should change the name of your Saturday show to just Horvat U. I think so, too. I thought that last night when we were at the MGM National Harbor. I like it. Do you like it, Ryan? I do actually like that. I didn't even think to ask. Management, I know you're watching. Horvat U, you're Se- welcome. Season two, we'll I didn't revamp come up with it. the original name, but you know. We'll make it bigger and better than ever. Right? Come on, I'm just trying to help Scott. I think it's Pass a good it name. along. It'll fall in line right behind uh, Horvation Tailgation Nation. Yeah, I think that's still number one. Because that's easy to say and really Horvation, feels so good Nation. when it hits your lips. My idea was just <laughs> Ryan's Ryan's college football show. But <laughs> no, you know, about you is great. Awesome. I do Look, like Ryan's I, hit album. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ryan's greatest hits. I like the uh, I love the BetQL network. Obviously, download it if you haven't. Check out their NFL guide. I mean, still plenty of time to get in there. A lot of interesting nuggets, trends, all that fun stuff. Dan Carpick does a bang up job. Also, guys, uh, last week college football, what a slate. We close out with Bama 
losing to Texas outright, like I predicted. I was really high on Texas coming into the season. Same way I was with the Dallas Cowboys. I kept telling everybody, this is the year officially Texas might be back. And Quinn Ewers looked really good. In fact, I think he might be a legit Heisman candidate. Can't believe I'm saying that because he was shaky at times last season. But uh, this week, not the best slate of games. I do think that there's some good value. Unfortunately, I bet these early, and that's why you guys should give me a follow on the X. X, go and give it to you. And uh, follow all my plays because we've missed the number on some of these totals. But I'll throw a couple out there for the people. And then, of course, come back on Saturday morning, and we'll throw some more your way when we get a little bit of line movement, figure out where these numbers are heading. Uh, next week is where it's at, though. You're definitely going to want to uh, tune in to the show all week long. Bet MGM tonight, BetQL tailgate kickoff because... Week four of college football is going to be so damn good. We get Ohio State, Notre Dame. That's the one that I have circled. Can't wait to watch it. So far this week. All right. I bet the over in Wake Forest, Old Dominion. I bet that at 60. That's only up to 61. I think we get some points in that game. I, I think everybody expected there, there to be this huge drop off. now. Yep, still like it. And yep. also, I always recommend shopping around for the best prices. Yep, so if there's around. a 61 and a half in one spot and there's a 61 in another spot, grab that 61. Uh, that's what I would do, <laughs> at least. But I like the 60 because it's a lower number and I'm going over on the total. I think people expected there to be this huge drop-off for Wake Forest on the offensive side of the ball. And I'm not calling Sam Hartman a system quarterback, but it's the same offense. It's the same mesh offense. And they're still going to be able to score points. Defensively, you got to downgrade Wake Forest, and uh, they're never very good anyway. So I just thought that that... Uh, total was a little bit too low another one that i really liked uh wow i went under 55 in boston college florida state as i look right now we're at 49 so i Mm -hmm. feel pretty good about that closing line value florida state we talk about offense um because it's jordan travis right and it's and it's johnny wilson it's Keon coleman it's all those weapons it's those tight ends now it's that offensive line all five starters are back they're going to average 40 points per game They covered a big number last week. I think they do it again. I think they're for real. You know, I was like going back and forth on them and Clemson. Played both win totals over, but I was actually higher on Clemson. I was wrong. Uh, Clemson's offense still sucks, even with Garrett Riley calling plays. But Florida State's defense is, I think, the reason that they're going to be a real college football playoff contender. I mean, they probably have the number one overall pick. They probably have three to four guys that will go in the first round. And Boston College is awful. I went under on their win total. I don't know if they're going to be able to move the ball at all against Florida State. So I thought 55 was way too high. 48 seems about right, just because what would scare me would be the same situation I got into with Oklahoma a couple weeks ago where I talked about how much better their defense was, and I was right. But they pitched a shutout and scored 70 themselves and hit the over by themselves. So that would be my concern, like, in the 40s. Um, would just be that Florida State goes out there and beats you know Boston College. That MGM's got a 49 and a half. Any difference between the 48 and the 49 and a half to you? Or they're still in the same I still boat. lean under, but now yeah. that that's off of, I mean, like 55, that's a huge. That's a huge difference, right? Yeah. Huge adjustment. Uh, one that I really like, actually. So, Illinois' defense, you have to downgrade. They lost all those guys uh, in the secondary, obviously. They lose one of their best cover corners. And you saw that week one. They gave up a bunch of yards. Saw it again last week. But I just, I think Penn State's going to kind of look to get in and get out in this situation. So, the total in this game is at 48.5. I like the under. I lean Penn State even at 14 and a half. Illinois is just not the same team. Um, maybe a little bit better at the quarterback position. Luke Altmyer has been pretty solid this season. But they lose the, everybody in the backfield. And Penn State, they're going to be able to run the ball with both backs. I think Nick Singleton, if we could get some rushing props, probably rushes for like 120 yards in this game. But Penn State's defense is really good. They've showed them really good. Uh, you got Chop Robinson. 
Russian Luke Altmaier. I think he's going to be under pressure all game long. I like the under in Penn State, Illinois, even at 48 and a half in a game that's uh, coming up on Saturday on Fox. And I think Penn State's going to win that one pretty uh, pretty handily, too. Illinois is not the same team that they were last year. Are these all on your uh, in your account right now, your place? Yep, yep. E- everything. Uh, also, Where we me- can track? Yep. I'll throw out a couple more. I like the over in Northwestern and Duke. I played the over. Actually, we turned this game off. Uh, UTEP Northwestern, and Northwestern scored some points in that game. Duke is a lot better than I expected them to be mm-hmm. offensively this season. I mean... Defense, we know that's what Mike Elko does. He coaches defense. Notre Dame's defense has not been the same since he's left there. But uh, offensively, I mean, you saw that against Clemson. They didn't really have to show a whole lot because they were able to run the ball against Clemson's defense. But um, Riley Leonard is a really good quarterback. He is. Maybe top five college quarterback. I said top ten coming into the season. He's a pro-style quarterback. He's, he's looked at now as a first-round pick. There, there's, there's the potential for a lot of quarterbacks to go in the first round of the NFL draft. Which would be unique in the last few years because, what, two years ago, all we had was Kenny Pickett in the first right. round. Yeah, right. which is weird. Like I don't think we'll ever see that again where you no. only get one quarterback in the first round. Uh, let me see what else we got. Here's one that is just completely gone. Louisiana Tech opened up at pick, went to one and a half. Now, I bet that it's up to four and a half. They're at home against North Texas. So Louisiana Tech, they're a two and one football team. This is more just a fade on North Texas. They're not going to be very good this season. I think they might win two games. They're on the road in this game. That one made no sense, but now that number is gone. I don't really love it at four and a half. Uh, BYU opened up at nine and a half. We couldn't get a 10, which I think is very telling. BYU, I think, is going to be able to hang in there with Arkansas in this game. I loved Arkansas last season with K.J. Jefferson, and they're able to score points. They still have Rocket Sanders there. They're able to run the ball. But defensively, they take a step back, and I think BYU might be able to keep this game close. BYU's a little bit better than I thought coming into the year. This game's at Arkansas. It's an SEC team. Just Isn't it a little weird that this number continues to go down? We're looking yeah. at some seven and a halfs right now with Arkansas in a game where the total is only 47 and a half. So... I do like uh, BYU to keep it close there, even at 8.5. Anything really around 8 is pretty fine with me. Uh, I took the over. Now that it's dropped, it opened in the 60s. We're down to 58.5. Tennessee, Florida. Florida is not very good this year. We know that, right? Mm -hmm. Graham Mertz is their starting quarterback. We saw that week one against Utah. They couldn't get anything going. and We thought the strength was going to be their run game with uh, ETN coming back, but they weren't able to move the ball. Tennessee's defense, though, not very good. And we know Tennessee's able to score some points. I just think this total is way too low for the Swamp. 58.5. I think we should be in the 60s uh, heading into the fourth quarter. Tennessee's offense, obviously, you have to downgrade. They're not as good as they were last year, but they haven't really skipped a beat so far. And going into the Swamp, I think they hang some points. I don't know. So, like the over in that one. Uh, Another one I like, I'm going to continue to play overs for Texas A&M. Defensively, even with all those five stars, not very good. And the offense, a lot better with yeah. Bobby Petrino uh, calling plays. We saw that last week, obviously. Even in the loss to Miami, that overhit going into the fourth quarter. Kept going up, going up, going up. Closing at what? Like 58, mm-hmm. I think I want to yeah. say. Still went over. So A&M, really good offensively. Uh, they got a really good quarterback. They're able to push the ball down the field. So I think that one's a little bit too low. One more I could throw out there before Saturday. I like uh, Liberty against Buffalo, but now we're at <laughs> three and a half. Buffalo, I went under their win total, under seven. Uh, we saw they were not very good against Wisconsin, and I think I was very wrong about Wisconsin. It's probably going to take Luke Fickle some time because Tanner Mordecai is not a very good quarterback. But Buffalo, I just think still, just like 
a little bit too overvalued in the market. This isn't your Buffalo team from two years ago. So I grabbed Liberty on the road at three. There's some three and a halfs out there, but if you could get a three, do like Liberty to win that game. And like Chase Kitty told us earlier, Georgia Southern money line, whenever that actually oh, comes out. Oh, the Twins out. took the lead. Let's go. Let's three, go. Two. Dan Leverfield covers the Jets, and we're going to talk to him next. Let's bet MGM tonight.